0: Hello and welcome to Ask Matron. My name is Robin Barker. I am a mental health nurse with many years experience and I am joined across the sofa by my colleague Chris Kerr
1: who has many more. (laughs) Hello, nice to speak to you.
0: We are really pleased that you have downloaded um, the first episode um, which is primarily aimed at student nurses. Although if you're not a student nurse, you are very welcome. Um, and in fact, it's probably going to be mostly our friends and family in the beginning. <laughs> so we we love you dearly. We are an information and entertainment podcast and not an instructional podcast. And we are on Twitter. We are at AskMatron, And you can follow the conversation as well using the hashtag Ask Matron.
1: Or for people like myself, you can email us at askmatronpodcast at gmail.com. And if there's any questions that you think you don't necessarily want made public and want to remain anonymous, that'll be your source to do it.
0: On this episode, the first episode, we're going to be focusing on managing expectations, um, which is, I think, a key theme that has come up on the questions that we've received. Perhaps if I kick us off um, with a, a question from Twitter, from Emma, who writes... I can't wait to put my student nurse uniform on, although I'm scared of the expectations of a second year.
1: Mm. I think a student nurse uniform kind of gives you a bit of or it gives you a lot of leeway. People don't expect you to know everything, even when you're a staff nurse. I think by the time you get to a sister's uniform, the expectation is massive. But in a student nurse uniform, you're quite protected. And it's about recognising that you're not supposed to know it all. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a student nurse.
0: I absolutely agree with that. I think, you know, especially the student nurse badge, because some of us, especially a lot of the mental health nursing students, might not have uniforms. No. Um, I mean, I remember being given polo shirts. I don't think it was in the first year. I, maybe, maybe it was, but I remember being given and we got three polo shirts with the university logo. And I just thought... You know, a lot of people moaned about them. They're like, "Oh, we're mental health nurses. We don't want uniforms." I was like, "This is great.
1: <laughs> I don't have to do <laughs> I, any washing. I can wear the same
0: three shirts for the next, <laughs> you know, the next two years. You know, this is fantastic." And I did. Um, at every opportunity that I had, <laughs> please tell me you wash them in between. I wash them at least every three times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but on a on a serious note. I think it's it's about managing your own expectations as a student nurse. And it's a big deal having done your first year and managed to get to the end and go into the second year when you know actually things are going to change and that is going to increase and your wealth of experience is is, is going to, to be much greater than it was in the first year. But it's about managing your own expectations. You know, like I've said, it's recognising that you're not supposed to know everything and that you won't know anything. Uh, anything everything
0: as well I think for me thinking about you know you will have been a first year and thinking well what was it about the second years that made you think wow that's that's how I want to behave or wow I can't believe they can do that because I think a lot of it is around confidence and how you carry yourself Mm -hmm. I think yes there's an expectation for you to you know use what you've already learned from that first year and apply it in a much more confident way.
1: And there's also, you know, going back to the dark ages when I trained, actually there isn't that hierarchy anymore between the first year, second year and third year students that, you know, the third year students were the ones bossing the first year students around. It's about, you know, recognising that you're part of the team and that you're a second year student nurse, actually you're going to have first year students that will be part of your team. Were you bossed around as a student nurse?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine you being bossed around regardless. I
1: could. No. No, I wasn't. Oh, I didn't
0: realise that used no. to be part of the culture.
1: That, that was very much, and especially some of the wards in in the hospital that I trained at, you know, I trained at three different hospitals. One of the hospital was more community-based and was very, very old school in that they wore hats and aprons. And I'm not talking about plastic aprons. And frilly cuffs on short-sleeve uniforms, which I don't get properly. Say that really, but anyway, but you know there was a hierarchy around being a first-year student. Talking about this nurse called Florence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I think she might you. have been
1: working. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> but you know there isn't that kind of of hierarchy within students anymore, and it's about I don't know. I suppose it's about recognising how you feel when someone isn't being particularly supportive because you still need that support and actually your first year students you know I'm sure some of you are about to start your your first placements and are, are feeling pretty scared and actually you'll look to the second years and to your third years as well as trained staff to support you.
0: Absolutely I think you know and, and as well thinking about the skills that others have got you know within your group because you know something that I really benefited from was being on the postgraduate route into nursing and is being around people with experience that have had different Mm -hmm. life experiences that have had a lot more had a lot more experience of than I did working in clinical settings that I was going into um, especially kind of in kind of acutely unwell people that was really valuable and just sort of checking things out with them and going well you know what are those expectations you know and and asking them from their experience of working in different roles but also checking those things out with my mentor on placements and saying okay well what are your expectations for me here Um, and being really clear about that so that one they knew what I could do and they knew what I was perhaps not feeling confident enough at that point to do
1: and Um, that's the whole thing about having a, a learning environment that's suitable for students in that you have a learning environment that the students feel safe in regardless as to what year they're in and if you don't feel safe in that environment and able to to flourish as a student then you need to highlight those concerns.
0: So the next tweet we have comes from Kate who writes the highlight of my weekend was having a parent tell me that my care exceeded her expectations
1: of a student nurse. Do you know how lovely is that though?
0: It's it's great.
1: The first time that someone compliments you on the care that you give is fantastic the fact that they have an expectation of you that you have exceeded even when you're a staff nurse or a sister or you know however level whichever level you are when someone says to you that that you've exceeded what they thought you could offer them that's brilliant
0: yeah I don't think that won't ever get old you know in in regardless whether you're a student nurse whether you're a, a qualified registered nurse it's uh yeah no it's really good to hear
1: and it's you know and it's kind of what we're here for And it's it's heartening to think that that there are people out there who deliver exceptional care. But it's also quite sad to think that there are, you know, people who don't give quite as good care. And maybe we as a profession need to do a little bit more around that. But, yeah, I think it's brilliant. And you know what, if you can chalk that up and get one of those, you know, even once a month or twice a month or, you know, even every other year, it's brilliant. I really
0: like to um, have students that exceed my own expectations for what uh, they uh, are able to do when they come. And and that's not about them coming in with the skills that um, they had already, Mm. but around their willingness to develop while they're on a placement. Because I, I think that the more that you put into a placement, I found this when I was a student nurse, but also I see this in the student nurses that now come and, you know, and join me and that I mentor is that, the ones that put the most in get the most out. I know that Absolutely. seems a bit cheesy, but it's like, actually, you know, it's it's really important that uh, people that will go away and whether it's do further reading, whether it's bring stuff in, whether it's try, take advantage of opportunities and chances to develop.
1: But it's a bit like, you know, having a conversation with someone. that If someone's not interested and doesn't give you anything back, then you stop talking to them. The placement is kind of the same. If you've got a student who doesn't want to be there quite frankly shows that they don't want to be there actually you're mentors aren't going to invest the time in you and you will waste that valuable learning opportunity. I
0: do think it's a challenge though I I guess thinking that often there's so little protected time for them to to get together I think you know I don't want to shy away from that because I think it's kind of it's a a thing you know Uh, I mean and I don't know I think it must be a lot more challenging to deal with in an inpatient setting than it is in the community I guess from my point of view the way I manage it is I give the student there's a load of like admin focused tasks that they do alongside the more fun stuff that we get to do when obviously part of those admin and write-ups are a learning opportunity, but I do recognise that a lot of it is pretty Yeah, dull. and that's
1: definitely the same in the acute sector. Is it? Okay. You know, you go onto a ward or you go into a placement area and there there is the the basic nursing care that needs to happen. And it may be that you seem to think that you will be doing your, more than your fair share of that nursing care, but actually that that will help to release time to do other stuff
0: exactly it's not about (laughs) me being a jerk no and (laughs) it's not you know it's
1: about you know your mentors allocating work in the best way in order to maximize their time and i'm not saying you know that every placement is a bed of roses and your mentors are um you know but on the whole actually they're they're looking out for you guys and they're wanting you to succeed in their placement because it reflects on them
0: and, and if they're not because i think as you say we're not saying that there are not some mentors that are out there that don't take that attitude. Mm-hmm. So, And if they don't, talk to your your link tutor, yep. talk to your tutor back Definitely. at the university. Because there will be other things going on. And maybe there's some more support that needs to go in there for the mentor and for you.
1: Yeah, and it's recognising that everyone sometimes has a bad day.
0: Just a few things to, to quickly uh, to, to look at. Um, I think we've got one more email that we might get to on this episode.
1: I think we'll take the one from Gregory who um, writes and says I haven't had a placement in ITU yet and I'm in my final year should I complain that's really difficult because acute like highly acute specialist areas are in short supply because obviously you have one intensive care unit usually per hospital rather than the amount of wards that can have diluted um, areas for students to go to I, I don't know what you will achieve by complaining other than feeling that that your placement that you have been put on is isn't necessarily what you want and um, kind of a waste of time I think that there are things that you could do within that placement area that could maximize your learning opportunities so things like critical care outreach teams who work as part of the intensive care units usually you know see if you can spend some time with those nurses or individuals and kind of looking at being a bit more creative rather than having a set placement within intensive care and the same with all the other specialist areas things like the emergency department and paediatric you know high dependency all those kind of areas they're not necessarily all they're cracked up to be
0: well, but they're sexy. They're sexy, Chris. I, 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 <laughs> I <laughs> love doing go, liaison, you know, because it's, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting. But I, I think it's, there is something in, in thinking about, are you having the wealth of placement experiences? And that's absolutely something your university should be looking at coordinating yes. so that you are getting experience in a range of different settings. And if that's not happening, talk to your university because, or you don't feel that's happening, sit down with them and say, look, is there a master plan? Because there should be. And the experience I have in the other roles that I do suggest that the people that are paying for that training are expecting that there is a, a master plan that the university has for each student nurse mm-hmm. in the variety of placements that you have so that you can finish being a student nurse and qualify and feel confident to work in any environment.
1: Or see if you can swap with someone who really can't bear the thought of going to ITU on their placement. Because not everybody wants to go to ITU or the emergency department or high dependency areas. Some some people already know that that's not for them. The same is I knew that I wanted to be in the emergency department when I qualified. I knew that before I went into to being a staff nurse. So actually there will be people that can't bear the thought of going to ITU. So see if they can swap with you. But as we've said before in the placement, it's not all fun games and sexy stuff. It's about basic nursing care and that happens in itu and usually with the same patient for 12 hours and if your patient thankfully isn't very sick actually you won't have a lot to do necessarily
0: that that's sounds like very very good advice (laughs) uh nurse chris kerr (laughs) Thank you. I think that uh, that about wraps up our first episode on managing expectations. Um,
1: Gosh, how quick did that go? It,
0: it went pretty quick.
1: I'm guessing you guys will decide whether it went quick or not.
0: Well, that depends. <laughs> I'm sure. So we really hope that you'll join us. As I said, please uh, tweet us at askmatron, Matron. Follow um, hashtag askmatron Matron on Twitter. Um, and email us at
1: askmatronpodcast at com.
0: And share and tell your friends and colleagues. And we look forward to joining you. Uh, well, we look forward to you joining us.
1: Yes. Thank you very much for your attention.
0: I've got to say, I am amazed by some of the things that people write on Twitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm like, especially from a professional capacity. We've seen
0: some dodgy pictures, hashtag student nest. <laughs> <laughs>